Bible on top of their car, and uh, it was found out in the main street on Pontaluna. Is this yours? It was run over a few times, and, uh, and Matt Biller, the, the, the safety man, got out of his car and picked it up. We opened it up. No name. You need to put your name in your Bible, but you took good notes. You guys got to see this. No, I won't show you, but uh, some, some, you took some good notes, and there you go. You can get back to your regular devotions. <laughs> All right, that's cool. <laughs> Isn't that great? See, the Lord's providing already, Jason. Yeah. All right. That's an inside uh, comment. All right. Well, Lord, bless you for being here. This morning, we want to continue in our uh, communication on family matters, taking a look at what really matters. And I'll tell you, it has been a joy uh, to tackle some of these topics. Um, and we talk about family matters. We know that family matters to God, right? It's important to God. But then second, there's with life, and because we're sinners, <laughs> there are family matters, struggles, conflict that are common to, to all families. And, and so we want to look real quick at what we've learned so far. I mentioned earlier about the marriage union. We kind of highlighted that first, saying, look, before we talk about raising kids, before we talk about anything else, the husband and wife relationship is absolutely important. And for those of you that are single, we want you to know that you need to be praying and asking God uh, for a, a relationship someday, if that's a desire of your heart, that will be strong and connected and godly. And that doesn't happen by accident. It takes some work. We then talked about in the family the, the role of a father, the role of a man. And we talked about the desire to be a man of God. I hope mo many of you uh, men have taken the opportunity to open up your word, uh, find a blank spot, and to write out, um, um, write out, I choose to be a man of God, and then date it and sign it. Because it's a, just an incredible opportunity for us to say, you know, we're dry, drawing a line in the sand. And so we've encouraged uh, men to do that over the last few weeks. And another uh, great service we had was the role of a woman building a home uh, versus destroying a home. And my mom, if you remember, sat with me and, uh, and blessed us. And uh, we've talked about this and how family is so important. And sometimes we get off course, don't we? We kind of take a detour or we kind of forget what's important. And when, we, when that happens, it's like God is up in heaven saying, recalculate, recalculate, just like a GPS. He's saying, get back on course, get back on course. And you can make it, you can do it, you can live a godly life, you can have a godly family. And the goal is to be successful, to be healthy as a family. And I just want to say this morning, it is possible to do just that. We're not talking about pie in the sky, like something that we can't get our hands on. It's not like a cloud where we can see it, but we just can't you know, hold it. This is obtainable. It's possible to have a godly family. And today, we're going to talk about raising kids. And then next week, we're going to conclude our service. Uh, of course, for those that have participated in our family uh, ministry board, um, bringing in uh, photos, we're going to give away a family prize pack uh, worth about 50 bucks. And so we want to encourage you. If you are here this uh, next Sunday early and get your picture up on the board, you will be included, okay? But once service starts at 10, um, you can add your picture, but uh, you won't be part of the drawing. And so we want to make sure you know that. But today we're going to talk about raising kids. And I've been looking forward to this. 
um, as your pastor. Not only because uh, I think it's a cool topic to talk about and that is, that's going to make some impact, but I, I need some help as a parent. Uh, parenting is tough. But again, I want you to know before we start, I know that it's possible to succeed as a parent. It's possible to win and possible to raise godly kids. Let me just take a quick survey here before we launch. Um, how many of us are parents in the room? Our parents, okay? All right? All right, nice and high. All right, just take a, leave them up just for a second and take a quick look around. A lot of us. Okay, how many of us are kids in the room where we have parents? Okay, that's everybody, okay? And so today, whether you're just a kid or you're saying, hey, I'm a teenager, um, something's going to be here for you this morning. And then, boy, if you're a parent, uh, we want you to pay uh, attention as well. Um, this morning, when I was preparing uh, last night and just kind of tweaking some things, I was thinking about uh, how much uh, my parents had to put up with raising me. <laughs> how many of you would say, man, I gave my parents a run for their money, <laughs> all right? Yeah, some of us are honest. The others of us are not so honest. But man, it, we, you know, as humans, we can, we can do some things that will drive our parents nutty. When I was two and a half to three years old, I don't really remember this, but my parents uh, have told this story lots of times. I, uh, I got a hold of our vacuum cleaner and a screwdriver, and I figured out how to dismantle our vacuum cleaner. <laughs> my dad came home, and uh, let me say, he was not real happy from what I understand. Another time, uh, I was in the bathtub, you know, and you're, not, you're supposed to sit in the bathtub. Well, I was uh, always pushing the edge, you know, and uh, I slipped and fell in the bathtub. And I'm just, I understand this happens more often. Uh, and how many people have scars or have slipped in the bathtub as a kid? I got scars, uh, um, uh, stitches here. How many have stitches on your chin? Anybody? All right, we got a few people that are in that same boat, all right? So I'm not alone on that. Um, one time I was uh, climbing a tree. My parents, uh, they told me to be careful, which I was, but we thought we were kind of like Tarzan, me and my friend Keith. And uh, we, were, we were up, and not super high, maybe 10 feet off the ground. And we thought, well, certainly, well, we can't reach the next branch, but if we jump, we'll be able to get it. Good idea, right? And thinking, man, you know, we're, you know I was nine years old, and, and certainly I would have the wherewithal to grab and to hang on and to, to have a successful trip. Well, I did. I grabbed, and I held on. But when I, my hand, my right hand hit, I've got some scars here. There was a little branch that had bro been broken off, and that branch went right in here. <laughs> and it was another trip to the emergency room. <laughs> and that happened more times than I'd like to admit. I'm just, you know, stupid stuff. I remember we were growing up, and we used to, we had a two-story house. We could open up the windows at our house um, from the second story and step out onto the roof. That's like a kid's dream. And I don't know how many of your families have a house like that, but we would do that, and we'd get out on the roof and have fun. And then, you know, you're, you're with your buddies or with even my sisters, and we're like, I bet you could jump, or I bet, I bet you can't jump. And then it's like, yeah, I bet I can. And uh, another trip to the emergency room. But uh, raising boys is tough. I, you know, I, was, I was kind of one of those uh, tough kids to raise, I guess. Um, you want to hear one more story? 
I was drying dishes, and I'm a competitive guy, if you didn't know that, all right? Um, and I was uh, in a race with my sister to, uh, to finish before uh, her chores, and, uh, and I, I don't know how ha- it happened so fast, um, it didn't even hurt till later, um, but another trip to the emergency, um, we, I was drying dishes, you know, plates, you know, I, I could dry three plates at once. It was, it was beautiful. I'd pick them up kind of like this, you know, in between my fingers and just kind of wipe them, wipe them, wipe them, boom, done. Well, I was in a hurry and racing against my sister. I grabbed a sharp knife and, uh, and went, whoosh, and just kept on drying. And all of a sudden, I, I've got the scar to prove it. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, you know, there's blood dripping. And then my finger starts stopping. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm screaming. And I never finished the dishes. My sister won, but uh, another trip to the emergency room. But man, how many of you felt unprepared when you first had kids <laughs> to raise kids? I know we felt like that. Jessica and I did. It is tough raising kids. Sometimes I think, man, I'm going to mess these poor kids up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, how am I going to do this? How is this going to be possible? Is it possible to raise godly kids? And there's times I, I think about that. And I'm haunted by the fact there's people that know me well that are constantly saying, Ben, you know, you reap what you sow. <laughs> and I did a lot of sowing when I was young, and I don't understand why. But, uh, but again, my son, you know, they, your, your kids pick up qualities, and they pick up uh, characteristics from you, whether you like it or not. The good, right? And the ugly, right? And uh, man, my son, you know, just last week, was playing, jumping off our deck with a broom handle. <laughs> and he seriously hurt himself. And uh, thankfully, didn't break anything. But, but, you know, it was like, all right, buddy. You know, that was not the smartest thing. And, uh, and you know, and it's funny what the interest that your kids pick up from you. My son is saving to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> a little dirt bike, a little 50. He would borrowed uh, Blake's, Dale. And, uh, and, and so we're saving, and, and I'm pretty... Not we. Jessica wants to make sure that it's clear. Logan and I are saving for his little motorcycle <laughs> and uh, putting away some blow money and things like that. But uh, it, it's funny. And then, boy, my daughter, my daughter, bless her heart. You know, she's not the daring type. So I mean, that, in that sense, she's nothing like me. But sometimes with her attitude, <laughs> and uh, she'll do things, and I'll get frustrated. I'm not sure if this has ever happened to you. <laughs> where your kids do something and you're like, man, that really grinds me. You know why it grinds you so bad? Because it's just like you. <laughs> and that certainly is the case with Reagan. A lot of times she's, she's like me. And uh, boy, if we're honest, sometimes raising kids can just be plain scary, can't it? Yeah. And there's things we struggle with. Consistency. Following through with what we say. That's a tough one. We struggle with what's the wisdom. We have to be smart at this. We, we're supposed to be, you know, knowledgeable. And we're, of course, we're older than our kids, but it's sometimes it's like, man, what do we do? It's hard sometimes to discipline, isn't it? That's one thing my parent didn't, parents didn't have trouble with. Spare the rod, spoil the child. You ever heard that? It's in God's word. My parents, I think they, that was their motto. <laughs> and uh, I, I had many, many half-inch dowel rods, um, in this area. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm thankful for that. 
But, uh, you know, a parent's job never ends. And for those of you that are here that are raising kids, uh, boy, you know that's true. From the early infant ages, like little Brooklyn, you know, uh, you know, the feeding, the diaper changes, I'm glad I'm out of that stage. But to do walking and running and, you know, clearing your house to make it uh, childproof, to carpooling with kids that get older and just running like a taxi service, to relationships and, uh, and uh, as your kids grow and dealing with conflict and teaching kids. And, you know, along the way, kids have the ability to push just the right buttons at times. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm thankful for a husband-wife team. There are times I come home and Jessica's like, tag, you're it. <laughs> or, you know, you know, one of the kids are in the bedroom, and they've been waiting for you. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, just what I want. You know, I want to sit down and, uh, you know, enjoy, you know, my family. And, and it's like, oh, man. And I, my heart goes out to those that are doing it by yourself. And I know that's a reality, that there are single parents, and there are people that, that, are, that are doing that. And we get tired, we get weary, whether you're a single parent or you're doing it together. And the problem is, is that our kids, unfortunately, are not little robots. We can't just program them and they do what we want. Moms, when you gave birth to your little angels, you gave birth to a little sinner. And they grow into bigger sinners. <laughs> and that's just the fact of life. And there's got to be some rules and there's got to be some consistency to make sure that our kids aren't little, you know what. But the question I want to answer this morning and try to answer is where or what kind of environment will give our kids the greatest chance for success? What is it that we can do that will cause our kids to grow up and to be to love the Lord and to be respectable uh, contributions to society. <laughs> and I believe that it starts with the home. I believe it is God's heart for us to give our kids what I'd like to call a home court advantage. I believe God dropped this into my heart uh, uh, a week or so ago as we were kind of preparing and coming into the season to talk about kids. And this home court advantage, if you can imagine... Uh, your favorite sport team, when they're at home, there's a better probability that they're going to win. And why is that? You know, I know it doesn't apply to the Lions, okay? Um, <laughs> but for most teams, okay, a home court advantage, why is that, why is that uh, significant? Just, you know, yeah, why? Familiar atmosphere, okay? You're on their turf. What else? Support, the fans, yeah. Any other things come to mind? They're familiar. There's, you know, they're playing on their court. The fans are raging. They see the colors. Uh, you know, there's a lot of energy. And, uh, and the thing I think that is, is the most significant, it kind of goes with the fans, is usually at home you have a better or a bigger representation of support uh, from, the, from the fans. And with that, there's energy that kind of inspires. And, uh, and I want you to imagine... I know it's kind of basketball season, and uh, several uh, of our students play basketball here at the Gateway Church, and I want you to just imagine with a team, a basketball team, or with any team sport for that matter, many times there's an owner, okay, and then there's a coach, and then there's the players, okay? And on the family side, I want to see some parallels here. 
that in a family, hopefully God is the owner, so to speak. He's the one that's kind of in control or should be in control and can kind of hire and fire and, and, and do those types of things. So God is the owner. Who would the coach be? The parents, right? Mom and dad. Sometimes there's a co-coach or there's a, there's a head coach and assistant coach. And parents would be the coach. And then, of course, our kids would be the players. And I want to talk about this idea that when we can give our kids a home court advantage, it will give them an edge that will cause them to have a greater likelihood of succeeding. So let's look at God's word in this. And, we'll, and, uh, and in just a moment, we're going to hear a testimony from a family that's kind of been there and done that. And I believe that it's going to really encourage us as well. First of all, I want you to know God's word talks that children are a gift from the Lord. I want you to write that down. Families are a gift from God too. But children are a gift. And some of you this morning are questioning that, saying, man, I'm not so sure my kids were such a great gift. Because you're in the thick of things. You are on that verge, maybe with teens or maybe with younger kids, and you're just trying to get a grasp, and you're saying, man, I, I'm, I'm in trouble. But I want you to know that just with like a basketball team, the owner will pick a coach, and then the, the, the owner will have a draft or will be able to handpick players. And those players are a gift to that coach to be able to mold and to be able to shape. And the same is true with a family. I want to talk about the responsibility of a parent. I want you to turn in, my, in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 6. When I was a children's pastor, one of my favorite places in Scripture was in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Because it talks about a responsibility uh, for, a, for a family, for, a, for parents to be training to be teaching their kids to be prepared for the game that we called life. Just like a coach has a responsibility to prepare their, uh, their players for a game, for game time, the same is true, and it is very clear in black and white what our responsibility as parents are. Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4, says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Then it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, or with all your strength. These commands I give to you today are to be upon your heart. Okay, so we're, we're to love God, talking to, to, to moms and dads. And then verse 7 says, impress these on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When we talk about the fact that family matters to God, we can turn to this verse and we can see that it is our responsibility as parents to teach our kids the word of God to honor God's word and to, to come along. And it says that it's an ongoing thing. As you go, as you walk along the road, bind them on your wrist, put it on your forehead. Make sure your kids don't miss it. It's our responsibility to teach our kids. Another one of our responsibilities is to train. Proverbs 22.6, very familiar verse for those that have been around the church, says to train up a child in the way 
he should go. He's not talking to uh, school teachers. He's not talking to a Sunday school teacher. He's not talking to pastors to train the kids. He's talk, we're talking about parents. Train your kids in the way they should go. And then there's a promise that goes with that, isn't there? And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Another responsibility as a parent is to provide. Husbands are to provide. Wives, in Proverbs 31, woman is a provider for her family. It's also a responsibility to come alongside and nurture. Ephesians 6, 4 and Colossians 3, 21 talk about not embittering our kids or not exasperating them. It's talking about emotionally coming alongside them to love our kids, to control our kids, but not to frustrate our kids. Our responsibility doesn't stop with the physical, to feed and to, to, to change or to, to clothe or to provide, but it goes into the spiritual, to the financial, to the emotional. Preparing our kids for this game we call life. Preparing our kids, training them, teaching, providing, controlling, to love. And let me just say, don't let anyone else take the lead in raising your kids. Don't let, don't expect someone else to put the investment that is your responsibility, that is our responsibilities. You know, the Bible talks that children will rebel. Mark 13, verse 12, you read it. They'll give us a run for our money. And when we talk about family matters and uh, that, that sometimes we need help as families, Sometimes kids resist our correction <laughs> or our authority. And sometimes it's because of temperament. Other times it's, it's uh, because there's lack of consistency in a home. And I want to talk about that, consistency. When you are consistent in your home and you have some values and you have some things that are standards and you are, stick to those things, it will pay off. The fact is, is that the game is coming. And the hard work, the practice, is worth the effort to be successful in the game. See, our battle for the family, I believe, is one at home. It's nonstop. It's ongoing. Relationally, the love that we give, the respect, the standards. We, I was talking with a group of guys uh, uh, not too long ago about uh, talking with our kids about sex. And it's like, man, you know, we're dreading you know, the, bringing that up. And what's interesting is uh, one of the guys said, you know, I think it starts way, way younger than 8, 9, or 10. I think it starts at 4, 5, and 6 when you start talking about respecting other, each other's boundaries. It was brilliant. I thought, man, that's a good, that's a good thought. And he said, you know, if you start then and you kind of reinforce that a little later about boundaries and things, boy, boy there's, there's a, a, a benefit there. And I can remember, and I don't know how many of your families, I can remember having one sex talk at home. <laughs> and it was uncomfortable, but I remember my sisters and I, we were there, and, and you know, we kind of did it and checked it off the list. And we've kind of decided that, boy, we want it to be a kind of a continual thing with our kids. And we've, you know, Jessica's kind of had some talks with Reagan. She's 10 now. And um, Logan is 6 and we've had to talk with him about, in fact, if he, should I tell us about the little girl, that if he bugs her one more time, he gets to go to the uh, office? I, I already told you. You heard. 
my son, bless his heart, if he bugs this little girl one more time, we've been told, what? If they, okay, if my son and his friends chase this little girl, it's even worse. <laughs> one more time, and she complains or whatever, uh, my son will end up in the principal's office at six years old. But, you know, it's, that was a great opportunity to talk about some of this stuff, you know, you know that, that kind of comes along with it. But it's nonstop. <laughs> oh, man. I know I'm in trouble. But, you know, all this work, teaching our kids about money, teaching our kids to, uh, to be physically fit, to properly eat, all these things, it can make us weary. It can make us tired. Whether we're tag-teaming it as a, a husband-wife or if you're doing it on your own, it is tough. And I want to encourage you this morning not to give up. You may be here this morning and you say, man, Pastor, if you knew, we may look okay on the outside, but our foundation is crumbling or has crumbled or there's been an explosion and we're in trouble. I want to encourage you to recalculate and get back on track. God has not given up on your family. And God is in control when we yield ourselves to him. And I, I want to encourage you today to recalculate. Use that GPS kind of mindset. And don't wait. Get back on track. See, there's times in a game that even the best prepared team, even if the team is better, if you go to someone else's court, their home court, there's a chance that you will lose. And good teams, that when they lose, they don't just you know, sit there and uh, wallow in their sorrow. They, don't, they get back up and a good coach will say, look, we can do better. We can work harder. We can tweak things. We can work smarter. And parents, there are times we need to just do that. If we've lost the game, so to speak, and you can put your own situation in there, whether your kids have run away from the Lord or if they're running after your little girls or if they're, you know, whatever it is, stop, regroup, and make a difference. Don't give up. Work hard. Be challenged. That God's Word talks about our responsibility. And don't let someone else take that authority. Students, kids that are here in the service today, I want you to know that your best chance, listen, your best chance for success starts at your home. And many times, I've been there, and most of us have, there are times we think that we've got it figured out better than mom and dad. I just want to challenge you that as you are obedient as you are uh, listening and coming underneath that authority, that umbrella of protection, there's a greater chance for success for you. And I think there's some kids that need to hear that this morning. And I just want to challenge kids in that way. And on the flip side, parents, don't give up. Don't allow your kids to be raised by another family. <laughs> Even if you respect that family, and say, man, they, they, they're maybe doing a better job than I would. Don't let them. It's your responsibility. You can do it. Now, are we looking for perfection here? No. Not, no way. 
What we're talking about is consistency in providing a home court advantage for our kids. Well, this morning, I've asked a family in the church that's kind of been there and has seen success to share with us some of their story. And I know that it's going to be a blessing to you, and I know that, uh, that it's going to inspire us. Um, John and Dolores Sowen, you guys can come on up with me. Um, they, on the floor? Sure. Would you prefer that? Okay, sure. Be happy to. John and Dolores, 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 um, we are blessed to have them as part of our small group right now. And uh, they, they come, and boy, they add a great mix. And let me just say, in some of our home visits, um, you want to sit there? Is that okay? All right, no problem. Uh, in, in some of our home visits, we've, we've been uh, encouraged, even as recent as yesterday, um, uh, saying, boy, we are believing that God is going to continue to broaden our, um, our demographic. Um, we need um, some gray hairs or no hair. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> We're going to hear why he lost all his hair this morning, raising I, kids. I can tell you why uh, I raised, and my wife, five kids. That's exactly right. So that does it to your hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, my father was bald, so I, I say I inherited this. So. That's right. Well, John and Dolores, they've sat with us, and we've, Jessica and I have enjoyed getting to know them, and we've had them over at different times, and and, uh, and we're believing that, that we're going to get you some friends here uh, that are in your age category, all right? And, uh, no, we appreciate that. We, we need friends. Yeah, that's story. right. That's right. Um, but one of the things that uh, a couple weeks ago in small group, we were just kind of reflecting on the goodness of God. And uh, they shared that by God's grace, listen, by God's grace, all of your kids are serving the Lord today. Right, praise the Lord. And they've all grown. They're all married, from what I understand. Or is there one? Yes, that's, they're no, all married. They're they're all married now. Yep. And I just think that as uh, a young couple, we can learn a lot from an older couple. I think it talks about that in God's word, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, the older teaching the younger. And I'll tell you, we don't look for a marriage therapist that ha has been divorced six times. To learn from. We don't go to someone that's flat broke and in debt for financial help. And so I thought this morning to hear from a family that's kind of been there, done that, uh, what it would be pretty encouraging. So I wanted to, um, uh, to share with us a little bit about your family. And I've uh, got a couple things here I want to ask you. But um, uh, you've been there, you've kind of done that. How in general did you make it, John? By God's grace. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is really good. This awful hot mic, can you rumble it a little? Uh, I will truly say it's, it's been often by God's grace. And uh, the fact that God's word is true. And very often we would, would rely on that very, very fact that uh, God would enable us to handle situations that no other way could we have handled. Uh, we found out numerous times that prayer works. Yes. A um, couple of particular instances, and I don't want to get into names, but uh, our kids were 
romantically involved, uh, uh, almost to the point of uh, engagement with two different people, and we just did not feel good about it. And I was not the type of person that would said, you can't marry this one, but we found that by praying within a couple of weeks, both of these situations were taken care of. Mm. So God is faithful, yeah. and his word is true. Yeah, absolutely. What are some tips that you could give to younger folks that are in the struggle? You know, I've, you know we've got kids that are in elementary. Um, we've got several families that have kids that are in high school and junior high, and then we have some uh, families that their kids are in college as well. You know, you've been in all those stages. What kind of things would you encourage uh, moms and dads um, uh, to, to be doing to cultivate? I really like the, the uh, idea of your home court idea, Pastor, because I think that's so true. We only have to look around and see what Satan is doing to destroy families today to realize how important the families are. Uh, I believe that the family is, is the backbone of our country, as we often hear. And, uh, you know, God hates divorce. It isn't that he wants to hurt people, but he realizes how much hurt is going to come from a divorce. You know, they say a divorce is worse than death because death is final, but yet divorce seems to drag on and drag on. So we have been married in... Uh, in September of this year, 52 years, cool. I married a child bride. Was, <laughs> right. uh, it was an arranged marriage. <laughs> I will tell you, she was Five. almost 20, so we're in our 70s, but we just thank God that he has brought us through a lot of things, and as I yeah. will say again, it's by his grace and by his word that mm -hmm. we have stood on often, and uh, by his faithfulness, because God yeah. is faithful. And he's proven that to us so many times. Yeah. Um, John, we've that talked. That is faithful. Amen. We've talked about um, the role of a family, and I've even shared this morning, don't let someone else raise your kids. Exactly. How important was that for you and Dolores? Well, if you, as you come to know my wife better, she's probably the worst best, world's best mother. She loves to mother babies. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, our kids... Uh, some, some of our friends said, well, you, you keep them too close. You've got to let them out. That was not her concept. She have a, had a very difficult childhood herself, and she realized the importance. Um, practically, we would have two meals together most every day. Hmm. We would have breakfast together. We would have dinner together. The kids, no matter where they were, where they thought they needed to be, no, you're going to be home so we can share a meal together. So that was a practical thing. Sure. Uh, love. They need to feel love. They, that, that home needs to be a sanctuary. Yep. Safe haven. You know, your kids will sometimes rebel. I can remember one instance, and I'll tell this on Katrinka. She's my oldest. Yeah. And uh, she, she is a bookworm. Uh, she got to know this one young lady just down the street a little ways, and she wanted, this gal was not one of the people I really wanted her to be running around with. But she called her and asked Katrinka to do something. And she, on the phone, oh, Mom, I, no, Mom wouldn't let her go. She just, well, I gotta go, I gotta go over there, I gotta go over there, I, I really gotta go over there, Mom. And she said, no, you're not going. 
she hung up the phone and said, boy, Mom, I'm glad you wouldn't let me go. I really didn't want to go. What? <laughs> so so your kids it. will say one thing, but they really want you to say no very often. So uh, discipline is tough, but stick to your guns. Rely on the Holy Spirit. He will give you insight mm. into the, your kids' friends, yep. different situations. Really, supernaturally, we have experienced that so often that, that God would give us just, just a word of knowledge about a situation. Mm -hmm. And again, we re needed to rely on him, but he'd bring us through. Amen. A couple other things. Um, I know you guys were faithful in church. What, what role did the church play in the formation of your family? I've told Pastor this before, but I can never not remember being in church. My parents were Christians. I was raised in a church. Um, I always, as far as I can remember, had Jesus in my heart. God was a reality. I had absolutely no doubt of the existence of God. Um, I think our youngest was maybe two days old when we took John or, or Trink, I don't know. We, um, we had three girls and two boys. And I think it was John, maybe, that was uh, about two days old when we had him in, in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess I had the same attitude of bringing my kids up, and again, in the training and nurturing and, uh, and teaching them to love God as we did. And um, the church has always been an important, important part. Sunday school, they'd be in the plays, they'd be active. So those type of things, I think, just bring to reality the reality and the importance of God in uh, in our kids' lives. So it's reinforced. Good. One more thing, and Dolores, don't feel like you have to share. You can speak on her behalf. I want you to challenge the men here that are dads. And then, you know, what would you say to men? And then, if Dolores, if you feel comfortable to share, that's great. If not, I'm not going to put you on the spot. But what would we say to the women as well? Um, you know, in that process of raising our kids. And then we want to kind of consider our own lives, and we'll, we'll do that. But what would you say to men? What encouragement? I would say men, first of all, love your wives. Next to God, your wife is the most important person in your life. And then in proper order comes your family. Then your job, and this is hard for pastors because they're not, you know, they don't go to work at 8 and get home at 4.30 or whatever. But um, get your priorities as far as life goes in order. But love your wives. Your children will see you loving your wife, and they will want someone that they can truly love. And so I think, you know, we, we teach best by demonstration. Mm -hmm. And what, what goes on in your home, your kids see every day. You know, you might be able to come here on a Sunday or Wednesday or whatever, and, and as Pastor has said, you know, you can look pretty good. But your kids know the truth because they live with you. So love your wife, love your kids, and... Um, I believe you can love kids into heaven. I truly believe that. Yeah. Because 
they're the Jesus, or you're the Jesus, rather, that they see. Mm-hmm. And uh, be, be truly like Jesus more and more every day. I believe that's our goal. Yeah. How about for, you know, in your estimation, John, you know, what encouragement for a mom, you know, in raising kids um, would you have? Kind of hard to speak for my wife, but I've only lived with her for 52 years, so I guess I know her heart pretty well. Sure. You know, women have the ability to love and to demonstrate that love in a way that that we men find hard to do. Uh, The tenderness, you know, when that child is feeling uh, ill or or not well, your, your hand on their brow, you know, that, that word of encouragement can be so important. So women, love your children. Respect your husbands. Um, God has put you here to nurture and to teach your children. So my word for moms would be just love your kids. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So sometimes you need to pray for that strength and that wisdom, but I truly believe that God uh, will enable you to do that. Love your wives, love your husbands, respect your husband. Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wives, love your kids, provide for them as Pastor has so eloquently said today. Praise the Lord. Very good. Any scripture you wanted to read? Uh, anything specific? I know you, uh, you. I can hold your mic or. I, I, I can uh, kind of kind of pleased me when Pastor um, <coughs> referred to this, but Psalms 27, 127, rather, if you've got your Bible. Mm-hmm. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is in vain for you to rise up early and retire late and eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives his beloved even his sleep. Behold, when you see the word behold, that means you better pay attention to this. (laughs) Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. A quiver of arrows is five. The Romans, a full quiver of arrows with five. If you don't have five, we're blessed. We have five. (laughs) When they speak, oh, they shall not be ashamed when they speak with the enemies in the gates. The important thing there, I think, is that children are a gift from God. Treat them so. Love them. You know, you're the only God that they can really have your arms wrapped around them. I know some of you have felt the presence of God. I felt it especially this morning with the great worship, yes. praise and worship service. Yes. But when you wrap, wrap your arms around your kids, moms particularly, dads, that to them can be the arms of God. The physical touch of God through you. 
So praise the Lord. And that makes a difference. Certainly does. Amen. Amen. Thanks, John. Dolores, bless you guys. Yeah. <clears throat> the reality is that we all know families that have struggled, and, uh, and you may be at that point today. And many times, we need to humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness. One of the things I appreciate about my dad, perhaps more than anything, is that on many occasions, he would come to me and say, you know, Ben, I, wasn't, I didn't act right in this situation. Um, please forgive me. And most of the time, and Jessica could tell you this, I'd forgotten about it or I was, I was on to something else. But to humble ourselves and say, man, I'm sorry. And then just that idea of praying together and that the power of prayer in a family is so important. And I just want to encourage us this morning before we head on out uh, that we would spend a moment with husbands, wives, with families. I realize there's those that are single, uh, that, are, that don't have family here. Uh, we're just, this is what we're going to do. We're going to just do some adopting this morning, okay? So Jennifer, I want you to just come on up with us, all right? And uh, any other uh, people that are not connected uh, directly to a family, uh, uh, husband, wife, um, Melissa, you come up too, okay, with us. I'm just looking. Brett, find someone to hang out with. Uh, you guys spend some time, turn around with the McNeils. Uh, however, we want to make sure no one's by themselves. But just to spend a moment, we'll take three minutes, all right? Pray together. Ask God for his help. And if there's a need for forgiveness, uh, take the opportunity to do that, all right, uh, before you leave. And, uh, and let's do that. Let's turn this place into a house of prayer. And I'll come back in just a moment. And, uh, and so what we're doing, uh, just move uh, if you need to move. Uh, get families together. Guys in the back, you've got to come up with mom and dad. All right? And uh, we'll do that. And then I'll close in prayer in just a minute. And Mary, bless you for serving, okay? And I appreciate that. Your family ought to go up there. <laughs> all right? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your touch, God. Thank you, Lord, for working on our lives. Thank you for not giving up on us, God. And Lord, I thank you for the encouragement of your word to be faithful. Lord, I pray that we would give our families that home court advantage for your glory, for your honor. Lord, I pray that as we leave this place today, God, that the challenge would not leave our hearts. And God, really, the work just is beginning for many. And God, I pray that you would go before us, behind us, and all around us. And God, we thank you. You receive the glory from our lives, from our family. Help us in our weakness. Lord, your word says that when we are weak, you are strong. And God, we just declare 
We need you. And Lord, just minister to homes. Lord, family matters to you. And help it to matter to us. And God will give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Tonight we've got small groups uh, that are listed in the bulletins. And uh, find yourself at one of those groups. If you haven't yet, they're open. And uh, we'd love to do that. And uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you. Amen.